Welcome to the Hospital Finance Podcast, your go-to source for information and insights that can help you stay ahead of the challenges impacting healthcare finance. And now, the host of the Hospital Finance Podcast, Michael Passanate. Hi, it's Mike Passanate, and welcome back to the Hospital Finance Podcast. Today, I'm joined by Delisha Pierce, who is the director of our reimbursement services team here at Bessler. And Delisha is going to talk with us about the Medicare cost report. Now, that's something that people who work in reimbursement teams at hospitals deal with all the time, um, but it is still very relevant and still has uh, an increasing relevance, really, in, in today's reimbursement landscape. So, Delisha, welcome to the show. Hi. Good morning, Mike. So, Delisha, talk to us about why the cost report is still a crucial reporting tool for hospitals. Well, it is so crucial for hospitals, number one, because if you're a Medicare-certified provider, you must submit your annual cost report. You must submit it timely, and failure to do so will cause you to either be on withhold or they could suspend your payments or they can take you out of the Medicare uh, program altogether. And the Medicare cost report is, you know, it is probably the most comprehensive report of what's going on in a hospital other than their own financial statements. And you have to file it uh, annually and, and you have to certify that everything in it is accurate. So, And it's used to drive your payments going forward. So it, it's it's always been important It's and, and it, it definitely drives the bottom line. Yeah, no doubt. Let's dig into it a little bit um, because some of the listeners may not be familiar with all of the um, the things that the cost report drives. So first, why don't you tell us what some of the key reimbursement factors are um, that are used to calculate the pass-through payments on a cost report? Um, yes, thanks. The Medicare cost report is used to calculate the IME, GME, Medicare bad debt, DISH, uh, pass-through payments. And Failure to get those pa- the, the dollars on those cost reports accurately can can definitely have an impact on your um, financials in the upcoming year. So what Medicare does is they they base your um, biweekly pass through payments for the the upcoming year based off of the cost report that you most recently filed. So that it impacts your cash flow, it impacts what's going on in your due to do from account. So it definitely has such it so it's such important so important that you get those numbers right so that you don't have any negative impacts on your current year um, financials. And I can give you an example. It's one of our hospitals, one of our clients um, had a Medicare bad debt when they converted their systems. They can't claim Medicare bad debts for this upcoming cost report. Their pass-through payments on average are about $700,000 a year. When they set their pass-through payments for the next year, they're going to get zero pass-through payments because they have zero Medicare bad debt payments on their cost report. So getting everything in there accurately when you file your cost report so that anything that is based off of rate setting, anything that you get paid based off rate setting and pass-through payments needs to be accurate because it could definitely have a financial impact on your um, current year financial statements. Delisha, are there any areas that are still settled on the cost report? Absolutely. IME, GME, uh, bad Medicare bad debts, DISH, and organ acquisition. And a lot of hospitals have, you know, a lot of the hospitals that have organ uh, acquisition programs or transplant programs, that is a big piece of what goes on on their cost report, trying to make sure that 
you have everything, your your counts, your stats right, the cost uh, allocation cost on your cost report correct. And this is a big thing that we do um, at Bessler is uh, review hospitals' organ acquisition programs from a cost report perspective, trying to get make sure that they are getting the money that they're due um, for, for providing these services to their patients. And we also have a partnership with Gidfrey and East that does the, the comprehensive clinical reviews. They work with the transplant coordinators um, in each hospital and each org OPO in order to help them get their program set up to, to, to optimize the clinical processes, and also to get the financial benefit that they're supposed to on the cost report as well. Uh, IME and GME, we, we provide services to clients where we look at their bed, uh, bed to, uh, intern to bed ratio uh, to make sure that they're getting the actual reimbursement for providing the services that they should. And bad debt, Medicare bad debt's always been around. You know, they historically, years ago, they paid 70 cents on the dollar. Now they pay 65 cents on the dollar. But then it's subject to sequestration, so that's 2% that goes away. So it really ends up being 63, 63 cents on the dollar, which you got to make sure that you follow all the procedures. Your your bad debt logs are um, correct, that your Medicare, that your policies, your Medicare bad debt policies and procedures are correct so that you can truly get the dollars that you deserve. And that's typically related to the copay and deductible for Medicare patients. So, but outside of that, and then DISH, you know, clearly DISH is always big. It's, um, you know, the, the classic DISH is very important. That's the 25% that's based off of the old the old method, and CMS seems to be referring to it as classically recently, so it's 25%. It's based off your Medicaid days, it's SSI ratio, and then you have the other piece, which is the uncompensated care piece, which is 75%. And that, that has become the biggest um, driver in the last few years and change in how reimbursement is impacting DISH. So. Got it. Thank you. Are there any other payment factors uh, that the cost report is used for? Uh, yes, wage index. That, that's another schedule that is drives the reimbursement. That is your one of the biggest players because you're taking your wage in, index value. And keep in mind that is pretty much budget neutral. So every hospital is fighting for the opportunity to get the highest wage index. And you, and you can look. You know they range anywhere from 0 0.70 to one point. Three five, I think, and there's a couple that are a little bit higher than that from an hour average hourly wage. But you're taking what you file on your cost report, and they're applying the national average to come up with your hospital's wage index or your CBSA's wage index. So it's crucial to make sure that you're getting everything right on your cost report. That potentially you have wage index reviews done, so that you know, because you may be in the, it's it's easier for a consultant to come in and look at it from a high level and and drill down. When you're looking at it every year the same, uh, you may not see the opportunities. If you've changed your payroll system, it's a good time to have that looked at to make sure that you're getting the the proper hours. And also, you know, contract labor is a big piece of it. Home office cost uh, are is a, another big piece of it. Physicians. So you want to get your wage index as accurate as possible when you file your cost report. Now you do have a second shot at it by going uh, for the desk review. So that's pretty important as well, is taking the opportunity when you have the second review to get anything in there that you think you might have missed. Delisha, what else does the wage index drive? It also drives your ability to uh, geographically reclass 
to another CVSA to take advantage of their have their higher average hourly wage. So what's on your cost report, whether or not you meet the the test to qual uh, reclassify the 108 or 85 percent, those the different rules that apply. That data is used for for geographic reclassification. So you, you want to, if you can, you want to look to see if there's any opportunities for you. And we we do that for hospitals across the country. Got it. And let's let's talk about. Um, you know, obviously the cost report is made up of several different worksheets, right? Um, but the S10 has become so important as of late. Can you talk to us about that? Yes, as I referenced earlier in the Medicare Dish um, payments. You know, when you look at what's going on with S10, and 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 you know, in the in the proposed rules, they're they're continuing to move forward um, with S10. In 2018, it was a 33%, 33%, 33%. So 33% of it was, or actually 66% was based off of the Medicaid days and uh, low income days, and the other 33% was based off of what happened on your uncompensated care. Uh, numbers on your S10. So, but next year in 2019, it's two years of S10 data and one year of the Medicaid and low income days. So, you know, the, what you're reporting on your S10 schedule, the uncompensated care, is driving 75% of your dish reimbursement, which in the proposed rules, it has increased from 6.7, 6.4 billion to 8.2 billion. So that's a, a, a an astronomical increase in the amount of money they're putting in the UCC pool. So now hospitals are fighting for their pro rata share of those dollars. And there's ways to look at that data, um, you know, patient by patient, to try to make sure you're putting it in the right classification. And Bessler has a proprietary uh, automated tool that can do this. You know, use your 835s, your 837s, your own patient detail. And one of the things that I, I tell our clients is to make sure you're looking at your policies and procedures that you're marrying up what you're actually doing to what your policies and procedures say. And if you're not, make sure you update your policies and procedures because this is a lot of money for hospitals. We're, we're talking about $8.2 billion getting spread across hospitals. Now, that being said, you have to qualify for DISH. So if you're not a DISH hospital, you're not going to get a, por a portion of the UCC funds. Got it. Delisha, do state agencies use the Medicare cost report for anything? Yes, I mean when you're when you file a Medicare cost report, if you're if you're participating in the Medicaid program, you are required to file a Medicaid cost report as well. And typically, they require you to use the Medicare forms. So what you do in your Medicare cost report is basically the same thing you're going to do for the Medicaid cost reports. Now, as I say that, they do make some states do make tweaks um, to how they want. Um, things reported for their Medicaid cost report reporting. I'll give an example. South Carolina, North Carolina is one of the states that you have to do a few little tweaks within your the cost report from your Medicare to your Medicaid to get the right, the proper reimbursement. Also, a lot of states are looking at the S10 as a potential way of developing a tool to um, distribute their their state supplemental funding programs, i.e. 1115 waiver, UC, DISH, 
So if they move to that, that's going to that's definitely going to drive how people look at the S10 as well because it could impact their state supplemental funding, which is billions of dollars as well. So the cost report is definitely very important. Uh, cost to charge ratios drive some of the Medicaid programs, and it does also uh, drive some of the Medicare. Uh, reimbursement as well. And don't forget, it's not just inpatient that's impacted by the cost report. It's also outpatient, rehab, SNF. Those payments are also com uh, computed on the Medicare cost report. Got it. And um, for those in our audience, Delicia's team obviously handles a lot of this kind of work from cost report reviews uh, and wage index uh, through to specific things around the S10. So we'd invite you to go over to the Bessler website. Uh, click on the services button and head down to reimbursement. And on that page, uh, there's a variety of resources, videos, uh, articles, links uh, to slides, et cetera. So please head over there, take a look, and uh, we'll make sure that uh, we're keeping you on the right side of things. Delicia, thanks so much for joining us today on the Hospital Finance Podcast. Thank you, Mike. I appreciate it. If you enjoy the Hospital Finance Podcast, please head up to iTunes to subscribe and leave us a positive review. This concludes today's episode of the Hospital Finance Podcast. For show notes and additional resources to help you protect and enhance revenue at your hospital, visit Bessler.com forward slash podcasts. The Hospital Finance Podcast is a production of Bessler. Smart about revenue, tenacious about results.